Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C, Senior. It is a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound surrounded by razor wire and dogs with bees in their mouths so that when they bark, they shoot bees at people. Yeah. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I'm tempted to go with the Congressional Budget Office, but that's very dry. I'd that's say. as dry as a box Woo-wee. of saltines. Uh, how, how do you like justice? And injustice. <laughs> oh, gosh. Justice and injustice, our general managers. Our co-general managers. The battling for supremacy of the country, Jack. Who will win? Stay tuned. I think we need to focus on anti-taskers today. As an anti-tasker, I know what that's all about. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's have a big finish. Here we go. Hang out. I believe during this week where we have explained how awesome Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is, this one week a year where we ask you to to, to help us out a little bit and uh, give some money to a really, really great cause, um, uh, we we got a ways to go if we're going to hit our goal tomorrow. Oh, and, yeah. And, and I, I think it's anti-taskers. I think it's people saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give. I mean, I believe you. I get it. I've looked into it. It's fantastic. I just haven't gotten around to it yet, but get around to it today. I have an embarrassing revelation to make. I enjoy flashing my neighbors. Oh, that's right. I was it was diff wrong revelation. <laughs> Different uh, revelation. Right. Whoops, sorry. I like I, there are so many in front of my picture window. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> there are Supreme Court cases on this. When I'm allowed the, to do that. When the do- when the people are walking their dogs down the oh, street and uh, that's a coincidence. <laughs> uh Judy and I have not yet uh, done our thing. For Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, mm-hmm. we <clears throat> excuse me. We just uh, we always get together and discuss how much we want to give, and it is uh, it's uh, significant. And uh, I'm not bragging; I'm just saying because we really, really, really believe in this organization. Uh, we just haven't done it yet, so we will we will do that today. You're the sort of person I'm talking about. I am guilty, and it's so easy. You go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. And it's going to take you a couple of minutes, and you can just throw your name on there, like your regular old name, or you can throw a funny name on there. A lot of people do that, and I. I find that uh, combination of childish and funny at the same time. Like somebody, I got a couple from last night. Excelsior was in with $25. Oh, good one. Good reference, my friend. Kamala's Cackle donated $100. That sort of thing. (laughs) Excelsior! Thank you, Cackle. (laughs) Just go to armstrongandgetty.com. Channel that patriotism you feel so deeply in your heart. Help our heroes. So the breaking news on the Rittenhouse trial is uh, jury still has it and hasn't come back yet. But we found out uh, yesterday that there was a piece of video evidence that the defense got one view of the video evidence and the prosecution got a different view of the evidence. And that ain't cool. Yeah, the state had a super high def view of the or uh, edition of this drone footage and they sent some blurry ass really weak version to the defense now they're denying it they're saying yeah yeah no you way. just don't have the right software on your computer no. what no 
I, well, okay, so so there's another excuse. When you hear multiple excuses, that's when you got to wonder. I heard the uh, after so many copies were made, I got to raise my hand as a guy who's in the whoa, uh, whoa, 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 <laughs> as a guy who's in the audiovisual field for the last thirty years. Yes. The whole making copies and it gets blurry thing went away like thirty years ago. Oh, uh, that's like analog, man. Everything's <laughs> digital now. You can make a million copies; they all look perfectly clear. If you haven't looked at this, um, we we should post an example because they're. They're all over the place. There's a video where you can't tell what's going on that the prosecution was given, and they believed, well, that's just as good as the video is. And the defense had a perfectly clear version that they could then, uh, you know, make their uh, their case around. And 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 the defense is saying, hey, if we'd had that clear video, now that we see it, we would have built a different defense. So this is a mistrial. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. Uh, do you want to play that card before your guy likely is found innocent of all charges? Uh, yes, you do, because the judge can, uh, if he's acquitted. Then it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. Okay. Your, your boy is free forever. Gotcha. And and, uh, it, it, and it would be a rare judge who would just say, all right, we're done here. We're through here. Forget it. This is a mistrial. He would let the jury speak. He would. Okay. And then if he looks at it and says, yeah, you know what? You screwed the defense. The, you, the state was out of line. No, you don't get your conviction. It's a mistrial. He can do that at that point. Then what happens after mistrial? Do you start over, or is he free, or what? Uh, well, both. Um, the state then decides whether they want to retry the case or not. And in the case of Mr. Rittenhouse, who uh, supporters had supplied with $2 million bail, he would indeed go free awaiting perhaps another trial. What do you think the likelihood is that this was an honest mistake, that the uh, there's a blurry video given to the defense and a perfectly clear video to the prosecution? Yeah, it seems suspicious to me, although having watched a number of the folks involved in the case in action, I, I, mm, I, I don't believe they're like tech wizards. So it, I don't know. It's possible it was a just innocent uh, tech mistake. I'm pretty suspicious. Possible. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not saying you're wrong by any means. Uh, let's start the show officially. What do you think? Text line 415-295-KFTC. The, uh, it is Thursday, November 18th. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty, and uh, this is the year 2021, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's uh, Thanksgiving begin. is a what? week from today. Great. Scott, start man. Start your turkey. Yeah. So let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here it comes, right in the giblets uh, at Mark. You going to want to jump in the back? The heck was that? President Biden visiting General Motors. That was oh. President Biden doing another one of his giant electric car publicity things in which every electric car company is involved except for, let's see, he's leaving one out. Oh, yeah, that's the only electric car company that has made a dent in the world ever. Right. In well, the they're not history, unions, so shut up. In the history of electric cars, only one has even come close to making a dent in car buying with electric cars, Tesla, and they're not involved in the big government push for electric cars. How picking winners and losers is that? Well, Elon can't deliver a regular, slavish, mindless union vote. So what good is he? Get him out! How wrong is that, though? Wrong? It's wrong, wrong. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's, 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 uh, it's transparent, 
It's stupid, and it will lose the election. <laughs> It'd be like if uh, the, the president had still been pushing uh, old floppy disk computers while Apple was running with their PCs, but ignoring that because they weren't the right kind of company. Well, honestly, given the weight of Tesla versus the other companies, it would be like convening all the great baseball leagues of America and leaving out major freaking league baseball. Here's the East Coast League. Here's the, what do you call a league in that league? All the great leagues are assembled here. Something like 90% of electric cars sold are Tesla. And every time he does his big electric car get-together and stands there, electric cars are the future. We're going to be driving. Not just Tesla, just one now, and it's great. And you don't invite Tesla. That's that's un- phony. That's unconscionable. You can't tell me. See, that's another example of global warming's an existential threat. Okay. Global warming's a threat to the very existence of humankind, but you're still not gonna allow Tesla to be promoted for electric cars because right. of unions. Okay. I'm starting to think that maybe you're not so convinced. Global warming is an existential threat. Otherwise, sure, it absolutely exposes their true priorities. Otherwise, yeah. you are a really bad person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we could save the world, but I'm not going to save it with non-labor electric cars. I'll tell you that. So we'll just go ahead and all perish in flames. Right. Exactly. Be cooked alive. God, that's maddening. So I would long. like to I would like to save the planet. But with Tesla not being union, well, get ready for the screams of the children as they cook. <sighs> Joseph R. Biden. S. <laughs> as in senile. <laughs> People have bad care. Yeah, says you. Wow. You lying liar. <laughs> uh, how does meal bag look? Oh, it's pretty good. It's, you know, it's fun. It's, okay. it's like uh, it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. Pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on, on Wonder Bread. Would I rather Skip have, you butter? know, half a club sandwich and some French onion soup? Yeah. But a PB&J sounds pretty damn good. <laughs> Okay, so pretty damn good is what we got. Right. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have dug up, because I've heard people reference it a lot, but I hadn't actually heard it. We've dug up the, when Joe Biden running for president, hours after the Rittenhouse shooting had happened, when Joe Biden's on MSNBC talking about white militias and white supremacy and stuff like that. We'll we'll actually play that for you, because I keep hearing people reference it, but I hadn't actually heard it. And it's just, it's so out of bounds for not just Joe Biden, for just for any of us. To start going down these speculative roads like this. Well, yeah, I, I would agree. Although, you know, some disgruntled, you know, whatever they do for a living, griping to his four followers on Twitter is one thing. The, you know, uh, at least the co-most likely human in the world to be the president of the United States. I mean, that's wildly irresponsible. And former vice president. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, Where is it? Uh, Oh, there it is. Uh, You know, I decided to go with a a few, uh, we'll we'll go as long as, you know, the well don't run dry, from George H.W. Bush. Cool. Who was not a great politician, but he was a heck of an interesting man. World War II hero, uh, led the CIA, vice president, president, uh, very educated man, uh, said to be thoroughly decent. 
Uh, and he, uh, one of his quotes was, we must be sure we don't inflame the passions of unthinking men to garner a vote. Uh, yeah. That's over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Boomer. Those yeah. days are gone, man. Yeah, I just thought that was an interesting thought no, from the, the old whole, patrician. The whole point is to inflame the passions, and then you get lots of small donations from Twitter followers. Y- yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, mailbag. We got a scandal. We got a scandal in our office coffee. I have to talk about that later. Coffee scandal. Scandal in the office coffee pot. Man, I've got a lot of the the, uh, mailbag's way better than I gave it credit for. I'd forgotten all the stuff I got together. Anyway, uh, very quickly, Aaron with a note. Uh, Joe, your daughter created the perfect word while cleaning out the car with my husband. I asked him to keep an eye out for the puffalope with small parts inside. The puffy envelope. She's a genius. I think that should be added to the next version of Webster's Dictionary. Perfect. Puffalope. A puffalope. Here's the problem. I have no memory of that. I don't Did we either. talk about that? I don't remember it. I thought, okay. Yeah, I guess I guess I spaced out while Joe was telling that story. No, I is don't remember that. Best of her. It's a great word. It is. Yeah. Well, if, if Delaney or maybe Caitlin, I don't know, deserves credit. All right. Great. Moving along. Uh, on the Judge in the Rittenhouse trials... What was it called? Off-color Asian food joke. As MSNBC is so desperate to be offended, they just they they uh, engage in uh, gymnastics worthy of Simone Biles to pretend offense. The judge said, "I hope the Asian food isn't on one of those container ships outside Long Beach." Ha ha ha! I hope it's on time. Ha ha ha! Anyway, uh, our friend Frank, that's how he signs off, says, uh, "My wife is from mainland China." When she, uh, when I told her about the fake outrage surrounding the judge's comment, she described what the outraged were doing with a great Chinese aphorism, which translates to, they were looking for a bone inside an egg. Thought you might enjoy that. You. In, in, in other words, they were looking for something you're not going to find. They were pretending there was something in there that's not. I go to eat a sunny side up egg, and there's a bone in there. A little egg bone. I'm going to yak. Yeah, boy. You know, maybe we'll skip that for the moment. Uh, guys, lots of people think Chairman Xi will invade Taiwan after the Olympics, certainly while Biden is president, writes uh, Gary. Uh, but what about invading Taiwan during the Olympics so that she has thousands of hostages, many of them American athletes? Woo-wee! He's gambling he can invade unopposed in that scenario. It's an interesting thought, Gary. Uh, well, if you're going to invade Taiwan, why would you want to do it on whoever's the next president's watch? Oh, no, that's a huge gamble. Unless you just don't think you're ready. Unless you have cards you're playing that you think will yield the same result with less risk down the road. Which is what I'm counting on. Um, and I hope I hope he's wrong about those cards, you know. Because almost certainly whoever's next president is going to be more with it than the current guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, unless he's, like, severely brain damaged. Yeah. Why would we elect a severely brain-damaged person president? True international average of pressure. You wouldn't think we would. Uh, let's see. Uh, Christian NorCal points out that next Tuesday, on Giving Tuesday, her, and I quote, woke-ass company will double my donation to a charity. So she's going to donate next Tuesday. If you work for a woke-ass company that will double your donation, 
and you swear you will give it on Tuesday, she's worried we won't get credit. I'm more worried about no. Warrior Foundation yeah. Freedom Station no. getting the support than us getting credit. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, uh, our waiting, our credit doesn't help our uh, fighting heroes. Waiting to double it next week is just smart. We got a great $10 donation from Marshall Phillips Institute of Coffee and Fecal Studies. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, the uh, Institute must be on hard times. $10. Anyway, uh, let's see. Moving along. While criticizing donations. Chuck is absolutely right about this. Anyone who intimidates a juror or their family by shouting at them, following them around, gathering outside their home, slurring them, should be arrested and sent to prison for a minimum of 10 years. You need to make the punishment for the crime so severe that very few will commit the crime. I would say juror intimidation, which is absolutely a felony, is one of those crimes that is so damaging to the fundamentals of American justice. I agree with you, Chuck. I think that it ought to be extremely severe punishment. Oh, absolutely. If we can't get jurors... That will participate in controversial cases because of uh, the way they're going to be treated by the public. Uh, then the whole system falls apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, this uh, for uh, on the topic of minor attracted people. The pedophile community is trying to normalize pedophilia and get everybody to adopt the term minor attracted people. Guys, so this minor attracted people uh, thing came into my orbit a year ago. I was appalled. My daughter's in the LGBT community. I asked her about it. She said, yeah, they call themselves MAP, and they want to have a flag in their own color. My daughter says everyone, oh including the LGBT community, knows they're pedophiles. Nobody rec- recognizes them as anything but pedophiles. Thanks, guys, for bringing us the info with humor and sarcasm. You got it. Wow, it's further along than we realize. They want a flag, and oh, boy. Sick. Uh, donate armstrongandgetty.com. Click on the banner. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In La Jolla Wednesday morning, as usual, groups of migrants walk down a road to give themselves up after they crossed illegally. More than 100 turned themselves into Border Patrol, a mixture of families, unaccompanied children, and teenagers. Border Patrol here in the Rio Grande Valley sector says there were more than 45,000 migrant encounters in the sector in October. That's a 157% increase over the same time last year. Depends which number you're looking at and which time period, but the rise from last year 128%, 145%. Keeping in mind, wait, 100% means it doubled. So it double and a quartered? Double and a half? The idea that the Biden administration's policies aren't a pull factor to an open border is, well, there's, there's no defending it. I mean, it's just idiotic. I'm surprised this is polling as high as it is in terms of interest level, given the fact that unless you watch Fox, this story doesn't exist, so I don't know where most people are finding out about it. Oh, I, I had meant to say, coming up, the case against lying Adam Schiff. Pencil-necked, lying liar. Stay tuned for that. Also, back to the border thing. if you, uh, what is an anti-racist, racist persicson? That's person with an X. Are you an anti-racist, racist persicson? Because you need to become one. 
I feel like uh, there's a skip in the record there or something. Something went odd there. Uh, anyway, so we'll uh, we'll stay tuned for that. So anyway, back to the border where the numbers are absolutely surging. Last year, in the last fiscal year, well over a million contacts. And in fact, it's well over a million. My rounding error is like a quarter of a million people uh, intercepted by the border agents. And most of the agents say it's probably 50-50, the ones we catch and the ones we don't. Now, a lot are turning themselves in to be uh, fake refugees. Um, but we're letting millions of people into this country all the time. But the people, as big a concern as that is, I don't think is the most compelling argument to wake up the rest of America to get militant on this topic. And to that end, a little more from Bill Malugin on Fox News. Uh, clip number 91, Michael. This highly sophisticated drone belongs to private company Strategic Response Partners, who has been working under the direction of Women Fighting for America founder Christy Hutcherson and with local law enforcement amidst the migrant crisis. We're heading back towards the river right now. We were with her team overnight in La Jolla as the drone used thermal imaging to track a group of runners who crossed illegally. Hutcherson's team relayed coordinates to the Border Patrol agents who quickly closed in on the group, ultimately apprehending all of them. Hutcherson tells us this is about more than illegal immigration. He's throwing bags. He's yeah, throwing yeah, bags. Throwing bags yeah, yeah. Drug trafficking has gone up over 450-something percent. That's a lot of drugs coming and flooding into our streets. The drugs don't just stay here at the border. Within 42 to 72 hours, they're in cities all across the United States. Wow. So the headline all day long yesterday is we had 100,000 dead from drugs. and 103,000 overdose deaths. And nobody connected the dots on those stories yesterday. And I would argue the problem, as as incredible and horrible as that sounds, is much more severe than that. So we have over 100,000 people dying a year because of these drugs that the vast majority wash across the Mexican border. And how many billions of dollars are we spending on the so-called homeless problem that, as we've discussed at length on this show, is a new meth problem? We have a meth problem in America, much more than a housing problem. So you have billions of dollars, well over 100,000 lives per year, not to mention the human cost of these people's brains being destroyed by this new meth. And God knows what the, the bill for that will be in the coming years. I mean, we have more and more people just getting started on it or moving through the very short process of, of getting hooked, becoming an addict, having uh, mental problems, becomes more severe mental health problems. Um, God knows what the total bill is going to be. To not seal the border with every single method and technology we have, including giant walls. To not do that right now is is unconscionable. It's beyond unconscionable. It's murderous. Man, I wish somebody would make that case with some you know eloquence and, and power on the national scene. Why are we not hearing that? I hey. suppose I suppose it's being said. It's just not being repeated in our vaunted media. No, I don't see. I don't buy that. I take in enough media where there are Republicans on there and they don't freaking talk about this stuff. That's obviously true that the media does not uh, amplify conservative messages the way they do liberal messages, but they get their shot on various shows, and I never hear them bring it up mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that remember we had those stats. I had them from somewhere 
on the how many multiple more people are dying of drugs now than when the crack cocaine epidemic was oh, at right. its, was at its worst. Oh yeah, it's and, a mountain next to a molehill. And if you're old enough, you remember when the crack cocaine epidemic was going on, it was the only story in America it seemed like. I mean, it led the evening newscast every night or all these task forces and government meetings and this and that and and TV shows and songs and just, I mean, crack cocaine. It's, well, and draconian penalties for yeah. dealing it or trafficking, etc. And it was a few thousand deaths compared to a hundred thousand deaths. And yeah. for whatever reason, we're just not mobilizing the same way around meth. And and I'm absolutely not here to defend everything that was done during the crack epidemic because there were some ideas that were honestly intended to save lives. I think went a little overboard in terms of criminal justice. But but having said that, the idea that we went crazy to try to stop crack from killing people and ruining lives. I mean, we went overboard at the time. We as a nation compare that with now where there are open-air drug bazaars in San Francisco and Los Angeles, for instance, where you can openly traffic this meth that is killing thousands. You can traffic fentanyl. Please, nobody's going to stop you. The cops will walk right by. They've been told by the city fathers and mothers not to enforce drug laws. Don't do it. And look at the cost. Oh, my God. I just... The idea that, that uh, old Alejandro Mayorkas could go in front of Congress the other day, and they were asking him about, about building a wall, and he said, well, walls don't work everywhere. Uh, we can't build them in the rocky cliff areas where nobody's proposing we build a, a wall because that would be idiotic. You can't do it. You have to use other methods. Plus, you know, it's extremely difficult to get across the border there anyway. But the, the, the idea that he could get away with that blatant, level of dishonesty while hundreds of thousands of people are dying and and it's not like it's all middle-aged white guys dying in country clubs i mean it's the very constituency that the lefty media claims to be so concerned about hundreds of thousands of poor people people of color are croaking on mexican traffic drugs yeah holy crap that's the Tylenol. That's a pretty good point. Well, it's that whole intersectionality thing in the in the the ladder of victim, and I apparently race Hispanic coming in from other countries still trumps down and out other people of color who are living on the streets. You know, I think you're right. I, into the calculus, into the black box of phony concern goes well. Let's see, hundreds of thousands of poor people dying or having their brains ruined. That's that's bad. But if I was to make a big deal of that, then they would fortify the border, which would be bad for nice Guatemalan people who just want a better life. So I better be quiet. Plus, as you said yesterday, then you have to put the the homeless, the the people living. What is what's the term you're supposed to people, people experiencing homelessness? That they have some agency there. They've decided to take meth and ruin their lives. And the meth is bad and ruin their lives. Whereas we're trying to go with a these people haven't done anything wrong. It's just unaffordable housing and billionaires uh, ruining capitalism or something. I don't know. Income what. inequality yeah. and, and the rents are high. That's the only reason there are any homeless people. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I again, I'm amazed that immigration is polling so high as an issue that people are worried about, given the fact that I don't know where you're hearing about it if you don't watch Fox. 
I've right. never seen a story on it on MSNBC, and I watch a couple of their shows every day. Well, and just to further drive the stake of cynicism into your poor hearts, I'll point out that uh, the the uh, the meat packing companies, the ag giants, uh, right. are all on the phone to their senators and congressmen saying. Do not do not fortify the border. Do not stop this flow. We're desperate for workers, desperate for them. And and you know what? They're right. They are. So what do we do? Oh, Congress, how about you do something about this? How about you uh, fashion a, a reasonable guest worker program? Fortify the border. Have a refugee program that makes sense. We all decide on what number's proper. We enforce the law. How about that? Oh, listen to the crazy talk show lunatic. Yeah, I read I read the Wall Street Journal every day, and I don't remember the last time I saw a story about the border. Yeah, well, don't hold your breath. So, good point. Um, we really got to check in on our total tub because we got a week. Man, I'm I'm. This is the first time ever I think that we've been doing uh, raising money that I've gotten worried we're not going to hit our goal. Right, we're I'm, asking you to support Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station, incredible organization, and now we're hurting. Yeah. If you got money to buy $7 coffee. Ooh. You don't have money for our brave people who are wounded in battle. You remember those heroes at the gates of the airport in Kabul? It's the people we're talking about. It's the injured, the traumatic brain injury, post-traumatic stress. At the moment where their life is either going to go toward homelessness and meth and despair or... A productive, bright future. These great young patriots were here to help them, an organization that squeezes every dollar and gets the most out of it. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Give as generously as you can. We'll get a total when we come back, figure out where we are. Uh, because, uh, yeah, the pro- I'm starting to feel the pressure. Speaking of coffee. So we get, we got a coffee pot here in, in the newsroom now. We've, we've bypassed the fancy coffee machine in the lunchroom that was always letting us down. And now we just have a coffee pot that I believe Alex Alex in the newsroom, where you got the coffee pot at a thrift shop, am I right? I did, correct. And it cost? Uh, $2. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But, so, uh, today Alex mentioned, I don't know what's going on with the coffee, but, like, it's really strong. I don't, we got to figure out where the coffee I said, oh, really? You had that reaction? Because two days ago, or was it yesterday, it's like two minutes into the show and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. I thought, I thought, what the hell is going on? So, hey, we got to nail down where we're getting this coffee. Can we? Can we get some like regular? I think we figured it out. Too. Okay, okay, good. Because we need scandal, to get scandal, some sort of octane boost. I'm going to end up on the laying on the floor with foam coming out my nose. That's no good. <laughs> oh, Jiminy! We're going to have the adrenaline get ready. What's <laughs> yeah. that? What's that stuff they uh, they give to the drug addicts? Norcal, to back yeah, Norcal. We that... probably got a Nor- Norcone, whatever, whatever it's called. Get some. Yeah, I'm going to need that for my coffee. Norcan? Uh, Norcan. I think you're right. Narcan. There you go. Narcan. And we'll yeah. just keep. We'll just keep just shooting at it. <laughs> just bunch of old dopes throwing possibilities out, and I'll stay tuned. Nar Narpal. Narwhal. Are you Vladivadikevkar? Are you an anti-racist person? Because that's <laughs> I what doubt you, it. That's what you're supposed to be. I don't feel like one. All this stuff on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
President Biden visited General Motors' so-called Factory Zero electric vehicle assembly plant today in Michigan. And you could tell he was impressed. He kept saying, so it's fully electric. No horses at all. <laughs> I liked it. And, Too uh, easy. And it it still makes me angry. So, you, you know, I'm all for it. GM's making an electric car. Okay. You're not even going to mention Tesla. No. Nope. Which is worth more than the next nine car companies added together. Not even going to mention it. You're, you're so really... what do you care more about, the planet or the union? Exactly. You care about the planet? Apparently not. Or you'd mention, so far, the only hope for getting off of gasoline cars is Tesla. And you never even have said the name. Nope. Slipped my mind. Um, so Warrior Foundation Freedom Station will be telling you more about that coming up. And in fact, we're going to talk to a, a, a warrior hour two who benefited from Freedom Station we got to get a total. We've had some good uh, donations. Bad dude, a.k.a. Corn Pops, in for $250. Come back to the Midwest, donated $25. Uh, the stolen cheesecake that came from the Cheesecake Factory, $50. Uh, That's co- just odd. The cup of coffee breakfast milkshake allowance, $10. Yeah, that coffee is too thick today. And this one, 100 bucks from Nixon Nelstrand. It's not hypothetical. It's not hypothetical. <laughs> Nextra Nilstrand. <laughs> Whatever Joe Biden says there. But anyway, we got to get a total. Uh, Gladys, drum roll, please. Thanks to you, we have crossed $300,000 uh, today. $302,000, but we've never not made a goal. Uh, I feel like we're not doing a good enough job of explaining to you what Freedom Station does for people because... We should be able to hit a half a million dollars by the end of the show tomorrow, and right now we ain't gonna, um, unless people start donating. Uh, $302,000, it's so easy. You go to armstrongandgetty.com, you click on the banner, it just takes a couple of minutes. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling people are, are they're uh, laying in the weeds, they're biding their time, they're keeping their, their powder dry, uh, and then they're going to jump in. At least I hope that's the case, you bunch of dry powdered time chicken weed layers anyway uh, <laughs> cut it out go to armstrongandgetty.com i really really like peter bogosian's twitter feed he's the university professor who resigned because his his university was so woke he couldn't be there anymore and we talked to him a bunch of times anyway he's got a tweet out today citizens of wisconsin this is your tax dollars at work this is how people now begin their gender studies master's degree and it's got the introduction from a paper some dude wrote Uh, Let me just read a little bit of this. Oh, I can't wait. As a white first-generation college graduate who attended a mid-sized private university, my identities and experiences inspired this study. My whiteness offers a level of an inherent violence to this study because of the history of privilege and structural and overt acts of harm my ancestors have contributed to society. Boy, just happy to pay to have your kid come to college and come out with this attitude, huh? Always interesting to hear a cultist in their bizarre ravings. And their self-hatred. This echoes my experience in identifying as an anti-racist racist who as a white, as a white Persixon, P-E-R-S-X-N. Oh, boy. Son, pass the gravy. (laughs) So that's the first time I've heard the term anti-racist racist, who as a white Perkson is inherently racist. Yes. You're inherently racist just because you're white. Fantastic. This this will go good places. Oh, how many heinies is he going to tire out at the Thanksgiving table? 
But, apl- but applies and is accountable to anti-racism in my life through activist, educator, and research capacities. White supremacy is frequently misunderstood as only pertaining to overt, explicit acts of violence, like neo-Nazis or the Ku Klux Klan. However, white supremacy is the in the context of this study centers the relationship between a historical and unconscious bias that benefits whiteness through its structure, policies, culture, and experiences over non-white individuals. And it goes on like that for a very long time. Uh, and talking about my contribu- contribution to violence. Of course, he's not talking about any actual violence. It's no. just being a white person in society. He has perpetrated violence up- upon BIPOC people. You know, what I think is especially amusing slash a mind blank is the idea that these people are conscious of their unconscious bias. <laughs> They're proudly writing about their unconscious bias. How do you do that? How does I, that work? <laughs> so, so according to Ibram X. Kendi, there's no such thing as being uh, neutral on, you know, you're just not racist. You're, well, there's no such thing as being not a racist. You are yeah. you are either racist or anti-racist. And so this guy has gone a step further as I'm an anti-racist racist. He's I'm a both. racist because I'm white. Right. Given I'm a violent racist because I'm white. Right. But I am working to be anti-racist every single day. As a as a white person, you why, poor pathetic ass clown. Why do you have to? <laughs> why do you have to put X in? Per, because son is in there, and that's a that's a male. Is that why you have to put an X in person? Ah, uh, yes, I would guess that's correct. Yeah, you people yeah. are insane. We, we're we're graduating thousands and thousands of people across the country who live on a different planet than the rest of us. Yeah, no kidding. Deluded by their cult leaders in the uh, the faculty lounge. Keep talking that stuff up, by the way. Talk it up as much as you want. Is there some man out there who's willing to donate one testicle for this poor boy? Because he sorely needs one, doesn't he? Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty.